everyone, welcome back to another episode of Explain It Slowly. Are you not doing your crazy slowly? My husband is back. <laughs> so it's a new year, so we have some exciting news to share. We did not follow up with our resolutions. <laughs> it's only been like a couple days. And and by a couple days she means a few minutes since we recorded the last one. So to be fair to me, I didn't have much time to lose my gut yet. <laughs> So, um, so we're going to have a baby. Baby time. Yeah, baby time. Uh, we're going to have a baby in sometime in April. So it's been a crazy five and a half, six months. And, and to be like serious, like the way they count these months thing, it's weird. Let's start with that. So how, how does the counting happen? So, so it's, it's bizarre because then like. It's based on your ovulation day. Ovulation mm-hmm. is like when the... Oh, I guess before we, we go into that, like... Uh, We're going to talk about biology. Yeah, and then like <laughs> just pregnancy things in general. So if you're like... If you don't want to listen to this episode because you're like sensitive to certain things or like you're queasy when it talks about like, I don't know, throw up in blood or whatever, like skip it, you know. But it's worth learning because it's like... All sorts of fun and crazy things that our body is going through that, like, often you don't know about or you don't look, you know, mm-hmm. learn. Or that you might have learned at one point in high school when you, if you ever had a health class and you forgot. Mm-hmm. Right, so. Or you're the other sex and you're never going to, like, experience this. So, <laughs> like, learning about it is either secondhand from your significant other or uh via a class you probably did not pay attention to so yeah or via podcast in our case (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so so going back to the the other thing was like the month counting thing is really weird Mm -hmm. so they they know it's hard to say by month but month it's easier to say but normally they go by weeks right so it's 40 weeks and 40 weeks is when the baby technically we call it nine months right Mm -hmm. and and it's bizarre because i guess it would be non-technically Huh? Yeah, non-technically nine nine months. months. Because there's, what, 4.345 weeks in a a month. So it's not even, like, exactly four weeks or five weeks. It's, like, somewhere in between. So it's, like, yeah, anyway. So so the way they count these days is, is weird because it's based on your ovulation day, which is the date that the egg gets released from the fallopian tube mm-hmm. or into the fallopian tube. And that's where it gets fertilized. But the thing is that like, you can never really pinpoint which day that is unless you do your testing, right? Mm-hmm. Unless you test every single day. So it's, it's really weird. Cause then what they normally use to sort of like keep everybody on a, a sort of like the same standard schedule is by using the the first day of your last menstrual cycle. Mm-hmm. So whichever that first day is. And then usually you ovulate about 14 days later. So there's a window between like day four, day 12 to day 14. Within that window is when you ovulate. Mm-hmm. And then depending on when it gets fertilized as well. Like just because the egg is, ov- you there's an egg there doesn't mean it gets ovulated. Like doesn't get fertilized. So then... To make sure everyone's all on the same timeline, they kind of just roughly estimate that, like, okay, let's use the the period 
or the menstrual cycle date is the day and then you just start counting from there so it's never accurate so when they say like you are due on this date it's never really accurate because and like I would say like 70% of the time you are never due on that date it's either months before or a few weeks before like anything can happen in a pregnancy Mm -hmm. like I I remember at least for my case uh, my mom was told. Oh, I was gonna say you, you, you had a due date too. Oh, I, I've had a due date for ten years. <laughs> Me tapping my belly right now, um, and it's not a beer belly for once. Uh, but uh, I remember it's rem- a sushi and pizza belly. Well, well, what you're telling me is is distinct is like close to my experience as being a non-pregnant male uh, dude. <laughs> Um, and that's because my mom does not remember when my birthday is because the doctors told her a specific date and I was born a day later. Uh, and because of that, she always will remember on that date, which she was probably like anticipating for so long. She was probably already at the hospital hoping that you would come out and Mm -hmm. you didn't. Yeah. Um, until like 4 PM the next day. Uh, so yeah, you missed it by a few hours. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sixteen hours. Um, but like, I guess when you when you are living through this for nine months and you really start to anticipate that date, you're never forgetting that date if it happens to be like close to it. Um, even if that's not the actual birthday that ends up yeah. being. Uh, so I, I think that's, that's the, the curious part about this, right? Yeah. That said, you can... I mean, for mine, it's easy. It's my brother's birthday. It's like right on his birthday. Mm-hmm. But like, but we know it's not going to be that because it's, it could always be early. And most of the time it is early. Mm-hmm. So... Hold it in. <laughs> Hold it in. Don't, it, it'll, I feel like it's going to be so weird if it is on his birthday. Mm-hmm. But... Um, so in any case, I have some questions. Uh, you were able to buy these test strips to help you find out when your ovulation date mm-hmm. was, right? Yeah. And like, do you just go on Amazon search for test strips, or yeah, you like what's the process there? Uh, yeah, you buy like these ovulation test strips. I forgot what they're testing for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I forgot what ovulation. Yeah, but what there's a <laughs> there's type a chemical. Of, there's a chemical that your body produces that it's testing for. And when that level is really high, I think, is it testing for progesterone? Progesterone. Progesterone? Yeah, progesterone. I think that's the level it's testing for. I don't remember, really. But, yeah. Like, when you're ovulating, your brain produces some sort of chemical or hormones. And it makes you... And that test strip will test for that. Yeah, and you basically have to dip it in pee. Yeah, every day. Mm -hmm. Just to be accurate. And that's when you know when your ovulation window is. Window or, is, which or is, when, which is what they call the fertile window. The fertile window, or like the moment you've ovulated, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and, and and right after you ovulate, you have about like a twenty-four hour period to fertilize the egg. Yeah, it, it's it's yeah. 
And nowadays, you got like plenty of fancy stuff to help you out with that process, right? Like your Apple Watch can help predict that day too, right? Yeah, based, based on like on, past based history. on your your menstrual cycle. So good thing mm-hmm. that like good thing I was I've been tracking my menstrual cycle in the health app for several for several, several months, months, maybe yeah, even because, a year, right? Right, because it's it's always like I said, there is a window between like usually like twelve to fourteen days after the first date of your menstrual cycle. Mm-hmm. So based on that, like if there's enough data, if you been tracking your menstrual cycle for like um like at least three four months then that window gets more and more accurate in a way but it, but the app still only give you a range mm-hmm. right so then during that range during that window that's when you you know have a fun time and then hopefully one of those days is the actual day and that there's you know a, a, there's a sperm in there mm-hmm. but yeah and and I we should clarify that anyone who is not looking to be pregnant, be careful using these health tracking apps because, as you said, the start of pregnancy is based off of the start of your last period, mm-hmm. right? Um, so it's very easy for that six week date to come up and surprise you exactly. without you knowing the, yeah. that you're even pregnant. Um, and as we now know in the United States, at the very least, in several states of the United, or I guess not so United States, uh, that is at the point of no turning back. Yeah. Um, so be careful about tracking this because if you do track it, it can be used against you in such situations. But if um, you don't track it, you might miss that six week cutoff if you yeah. need to terminate track for it privately any health reason. And yeah. and be careful about using technology to track it because technology can always be used as a g evidence against you without your consent, which is unfortunate. So that's all I I wanted to say on that. So uh you uh it starts fourteen days after the first period. Is that when they say it they, then they start counting or do they start counting the first day of the last period. The first Mes- day of the last period is when they start the counting. Okay. So then, so then, normally it takes about once you're fertile, once the egg is fertilized, it takes uh, it, it then travels down to the uterus, and that that takes about like twelve, like ten to twelve days going down, and then mm-hmm. at that point there are test strips that you can buy to check if you're pregnant or not, and mm-hmm. there are certain test strips that checks for like I think it's called the HCG hcg level it's a type of hormones that when you're pregnant that hormone is very high mm-hmm. and they and it's usually in your urine so then you just test every day and and it's basically when it has implanted into your uterus successfully yeah. that that uh level triggers right otherwise no 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 it's I think I think the moment that it's uh fertilized well no because you're... your body doesn't really know if it's fertilized or not Right? Does it not? No, it doesn't. It's only once the egg has implanted that is basically telling your body, hey, don't inject. Because oh, that's that's what a menstrual cycle is. It's uh, a woman's body's ability to... Shed. Shed <laughs> and and eject a failed Mer- uh, uh, fertilization. Yeah, pretty much. Um, because it turns out fertilization can I go wrong. marriage. <laughs> failed marriage. <laughs> your body's ejecting a failed marriage. Um, I but- guess a marriage of two two parts genomes <laughs> um but yeah there's so many reasons why it could go wrong naturally um and the, because pregnancy is such a dangerous thing for humans to go through 
that's the body's natural defense mechanism is, hey, if it doesn't look like everything is right to a T, uh, we're going to stop here. Yeah. Right? And, and, and of course, this, this, at this point, it leads into, like, miscarriages, right? Like, it's one of the things that we as society don't talk about because it's caught often, like, so many, like, fall and blames and shames have put on a woman for not being able to carry through a pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And the thing is that, like, the first... They call it the trimester, right? So everything is broken up. And since we are 40 weeks, the first trimester is from the first day, the first 12 weeks, right? And during those first 12 weeks, that's when, like, when the baby's, you know, starts, their chromosome starts to divide and the and the, the dad and the mom's chromosome starts to merge and to make this baby. But the thing is, or what is it, a fetus? Mm-hmm. Wait, is it called a fetus? uh it become once it's fertilized it's a fetus i think but yeah but but the merging of the baby's dna really like yeah at that point there's nothing that you as a mother or as a human can do it's just genes don't mix well and when the genes don't mix well it just it will like and there's there are many ways genes don't mix well yeah like if they're not the same number of chromosomes like that is not even the genes that are being compared it's just Hey, you have a a genome that is not compatible to become a successful human. Yeah, so the body will correct itself by ways of a miscarriage. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, we have put so much blame on the women for not doing the correct thing. Or women have blamed themselves too, mm-hmm. I'm sure. For like, oh, maybe I should have done this. I didn't do this right. Or maybe I, you know blame themselves for things that it's out of their control mm-hmm. because the majority of the miscarriages you don't even know that you're having it mm-hmm. not to mention all the genes in all of your eggs those have been set since before you're born mm-hmm. which is like something we don't really think about in terms of like developmental stuff but men we make sperm like out the wazoo constantly for our entire life we're just constantly producing new 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 dice rolls of genes but for women, your eggs have been not, I don't want to say baked in, but they've been produced already since, since before you were born. Mm-hmm. Like they're good to go from that, that point in time. Uh, and it's only after that point in time that you're just letting them out one by one and yeah. hope that they're going to get fertilized. Um, and that's why we talk about like women having a, a countdown basically until they're no longer going to be able to give birth is because you only have so many eggs that you're going to release over your lifetime Mm -hmm. um and that's that's like one part of it there's more to it but um that is already done nothing you do in your life will change what genes are in those eggs yeah so there's very little that you should do to blame yourself or to blame someone else Mm -hmm. uh if that other person is a woman for like having a miscarriage when most miscarriages are due to a gene incompatibility. Yeah. And that's just the nature of it. Animals, it doesn't matter as much because they're not going to die giving birth to their pups or their kittens or whatever. They're able to do that non like relatively non-invasively to their body because they don't have to deliver a an a head the size of a watermelon uh containing a very complex brain. <laughs> they can deliver a very tiny thing and that little tiny thing will just grow bigger. Um, whereas humans, we kind of have to be delivered with a semi-functional brain. And even at that, uh, we have another two years of growing to do before 
we become like a toddler that's kind of useful enough to follow after their mother and not get not uh have disaster struck to it immediately yeah um and that's just because we have big brains and the fact that those big brains are helpful to build civilizations and stuff um and the the trade-off is we need to deliver them uh as early as we can but not too early where they can't do anything on their own right Mm -hmm. so long story short uh pregnancy is tough on women and you should never blame them for any sort of miscarriage because it's not their fault um and genes genes be genes and they need to match up successfully if you're gonna have them multiply into an entire human being otherwise they're gonna multiply into something that's almost a human being but not successful Mm -hmm. that's all yeah i mean for uh, when we found out we were pregnant like it was something that we decided not to tell so the family so early or anyone so early because the chances of a miscarriage is actually very high like it's Mm -hmm. one in four chances of a miscarriage you know yeah most most people won't even notice that they've had a miscarriage because when they have their period the following time Mm -hmm. that would be like the first the first uh chance that uh a failed fetus would have developed and that's when the period kind of prevented that right yeah so, I mean, I mean, we almost thought we had a miscarriage, really. Mm-hmm. It was, and and the majority of the miscarriages happens, you know, the first 12 weeks. So any, any time during then, it's very common to have it, right? And that's because the term miscarriage is, changes, right? Yeah, the term changes. So when you're in your second trimester or third trimester, it's no longer called miscarriage. It's called stillborn. Mm-hmm. right and there's different stages of stillborn as well mm-hmm. which i didn't research much but the the miscarriages is, is it is i the reason why i didn't research much is because once you get into your second trimester the chances of you losing the baby is very low so mm-hmm. your chances go lower and lower so that's why i didn't research in it and by the time you get into your second trimester like it's pretty stable mm-hmm. right so it's usually the first 12 weeks that you need to worry about. And when I it, and it's not really the first 12 weeks. It's like it's usually from week 4. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's week 4, week 4 or week 6 till week 12. That because the first few weeks are like your period week, your ovulation week, and then the the, the things traveling to your uterus before it can implant, right? So those first few weeks, like, don't you don't even know. Mm-hmm. So once you know it's, like, around week six, the earliest you can tell is usually week six, right? So we almost thought we had a miscarriage at around week 10, mm-hmm. which for us, we were, like, I was prepared, you know? Not, th- I like, I'm not trying to be, off like, pessimistic or anything because I'm, like, now like after we told people and they're like oh you should have told us sooner or whatever and it's like well i can't because anything could happen and i don't want to have to explain myself right Mm -hmm. but and and i'm not trying to be pessimistic i'm just trying to educate myself enough so that when something does happen i'm like okay i'm prepared for it because Mm -hmm. i know the odds right yeah you're not panicking yeah so for us it was around 10 weeks that i started bleeding a lot Mm -hmm. and out of nowhere i was using the bathroom one night and there was just a lot of blood and i'm like okay this is a sign of a miscarriage because all of a sudden i'm bleeding and i know i'm way past my period and i period week and i know i'm pregnant because i have done the pregnancy test right Mm -hmm. 
So, and and up until that point, I had already I had already gone to my first uh, OBGYN appointment, and we have verified that there is mm-hmm. a fetus already. Yeah. So and then the heartbeat. So then, like at ten week, I'm like, okay, I'm bleeding in the middle of the night, and this has to be a miscarriage. So then what do we do? We waited till the next morning because that's the only thing we can do. We call a doctor and of course wasn't able to reach anybody. So we end up going to urgent care and and they don't know why I was bleeding. <laughs> it's just that there must have been some sort of tissue. Um, yeah, they said something about separation. it implanting very low. Yeah. And mo- it mo- moving around caused the tissue to tear a little. Yeah, there's some sort of tissue tearing. But it, but the baby was fine. There was still a heartbeat. But It was like, active. It was very <laughs> active. And there was nothing wrong. But we have no idea why I was bleeding at that point. And since then, it's been fine. Mm-hmm. So. Long, long story short, like if you have any doubts, it's totally A-OK to go to yeah. urgent care and get checked up at the very least you know what you have some closure right right the the annoying thing about it was when i call i wasn't able to reach the um the nurse practitioner that has been doing the checkup for me so i got a general line and i went through the steps with them and i was able to speak to an obgyn who was on call at that time and i went And I relay my situation and she was like, well, from what you said, it seems like it is a miscarriage, but there's nothing we can do about it. So you kind of just have to write it out. And I'm like, write it out. And she's, and I'm like, but my next appointment is for another two weeks. Like, do you want me to just wait for two weeks, not knowing if I'm like, did I, did I lose the baby or did I not lose the baby? Mm -hmm. And at this point, like if I did lose it, like, do I need to go through any procedure to get rid of it? So it turns out that, like, up until a certain point, like, at that stage, if it was a miscarriage, I kind of just have to wait for my body to flush it out without doing anything. And that's a horrifying thing to know that. Because needing to wait... And you don't know when it's going to happen. And needing to wait two weeks for your body to just flush it out Mm -hmm. and that you can't do anything about it, I think that's, like, the most annoying thing that I learned from this whole, like, experience. Was that. That they couldn't do anything for me. Mm-hmm. And I just have to wait. But we decided, okay, let's not listen to this person and let's just go in and see. Because we understood that there's nothing that doctors could do right. to save the baby if that right. were the case. And we understood that. But also not knowing if it is or is not a miscarriage yeah. is a totally different, different question. Yeah. Um, and because that basically means that... You are going to be sitting there For wondering, is, was it a miscarriage? I don't know. Do you know? And then three weeks and four weeks go by and they'll like this miscarriage. Well, Did it pass? I would have known Did I miss by, it? I would have known by two weeks because that was my next appointment was mm-hmm. in two weeks. Well, yeah. And then it would have been verified then. And but verified. the fact that they, they didn't uh, like, they didn't give me an option. They're mm-hmm. like, well, your appointment is in two weeks. So you should just wait until then to get verified. And I'm like two weeks is a long time to wait. Mm-hmm. So we kind of just dismissed that person and just went into urgent care right away. Mm-hmm. And when we were there we met with a doctor there and they were able to do an ultrasound to verify that no it was just some sort of tissue tearing and there was nothing wrong with us mm-hmm. or me but it, it i don't know the healthcare system in america just sometimes like you just want to punch them you know 
So it, it's not the doctor's mm-hmm. fault, but and it's not like like you said, it's not like there's anything they can do. But the fact that like they didn't reassure me or they didn't do anything to help me feel like it's okay mm-hmm. really pissed me off that day. Yeah. So and because uh, the next obvious thing that you're gonna do is start looking. Well, how do I know if I've I did had a I miscarriage? Started and you looking... start looking at these images and. Half of them are very obvious, and half of them you wouldn't even tell. Yeah. Like, it's a ball of mucus, for all you know. Yeah. Um, And at that point, did you even have your miscarriage two weeks Don't down the know. line? You wouldn't know. <laughs> and I think that stress is, like, way worse yeah. than, like, knowing you are having a miscarriage. Like, and then, had a miscarriage, yeah. and then, okay, my life continues from this yeah, point. Yeah, It's totally. not in... In a in a mystery ball, a mystery eight ball, and you shake it and wonder what's going to happen the next day. So, I think that's like the the only part that was very surprising that they didn't kind of invite you to mm-hmm. like come in to just be sure of it. Yeah, because like at the end of the day, we looked up all the statistics and the the odds and all that, and we said, okay, if it's a miscarriage, it's not the end of the world. It's not you. It's not me. Mm-hmm. It's just genes. Yeah. And like, it's a miracle it happens at all. Uh, so let's just try again after in a few months. Um, and that's not a big deal. Yeah. But like the stress that's involved with not knowing, I think, was surprising. It was. Yeah. But so. turns out it was not a miscarriage. And the baby was kicking. It was very active. So I guess the moral story, if anyone's listening, uh, don't be afraid if you suddenly start bleeding. Yeah. It doesn't mean the end of the world. Also get a second opinion. Like Mm -hmm. if the person you're talking to isn't offering you any reassurance or anything and you're still confused, like just go in. I mean, I I guess depending on what kind of health insurance you have. Yeah, that's the second thing. But like there's a lot of free clinics, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you can look up or like in our case, like urgent care is something is a place that you just go in for mm-hmm. to treat something immediately where you don't have to wait for to make an appointment. But of course you have to wait like a one or two hours too. Mm-hmm. But at least you find out. Oh, you day. waited six hours not knowing anything on the phone. So <laughs> I did. It was did. way shorter to just go in. Yeah, which yeah. We should have done that from the beginning instead of waiting on the phone for the doctor to reach back. So anyway, the, the everything is fine and um I guess this episode is going on a bit long, so we'll end it here. And I guess check back uh, next week, I guess, for more updates on the, the process. Yeah, I mean, we're six months behind schedule of, like, telling everyone how, like, yeah. what it's like. So uh, over the next few weeks and months, we'll be sure to have many more pregnancy episodes. Yeah. Um, detailing your adventures, making a clone of yourself. And a clone of you. It's not just me. Well, it's half you. A clone of half me, yeah. And you're the one feeding it, so. I wonder, is it the left half or the right half? It's getting. <laughs> the <laughs> better the half. bottom half. The, the better half. half. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye.